Hey, I'm Lauren Kelly, and this is SU Weekly, a show way through college life. This month is Sexual Assault Awareness and Prevention Month, and today I have Associate Director of Student Services, Emily Smith, with me, and we're going to talk about sexual assault awareness on college campuses. Emily, welcome, and thank you for joining me today. Hey, I'm so glad to be here. Awesome. Well, this month, as we said, is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and we wanted to provide information to our students of where they can seek help, um, especially during these uncertain times with so many things being closed and um, having, you know, services having altered schedules. Yeah, for sure. So we've worked really hard to provide students with not only the academic help that they need during this time, but also with services that can pertain to their personal safety as well. So that's why today I'm so excited to be able to have Kaylin Wagner as our guest on the show. Thank you so much for being with us, Kaylin. Thanks for having me. So Kaylin is a victim's advocate with the Kentucky State Police. She's been in advocacy for over five years, and she's, helped, she's here to help us navigate sexual assault awareness on college campuses, but also to provide us resources for sexual assault awareness during this COVID-19 quarantine. So, Kaylin, can you tell us a little bit about what you do in victim, victim's advocacy? Yes. Yeah, so, like you said, I've been doing this for over five years um, in different places and different in different ways. So, I first started my job as a victim advocate um, on a crisis line, answering calls um, from people who were experiencing sexual assault and domestic violence, um, and sometimes even both. I worked to help these individuals find safe places away from their abusers, whether that was in our shelter um, with a family member or a friend, or even sometimes we had to send them out of state. Um, I moved from there into hospital hospital advocacy. I'm sorry. In hospital advocacy, I accompanied victims to the hospital and the surrounding areas. In the hospitals, um, I worked to help victims through their medical treatment whether that was holding their hand while they got stitches in their face or helping them to endure the sexual assault exam. Uh, My job was to support and protect them through the hospital process. I would explain what would happen and why those things were going to happen and then what their rights were during that time. Now that I work for the Kentucky State Police, I get to do all of this while also helping victims through the criminal justice process. Um, I help to make victims more comfortable with the police by going with them to their interviews, um, their forensic exams, and even to court. I work to keep them updated on their case progress so that they feel more empowered in the process. And that way, our detectives and troopers are getting more time to focus on investigating and not having to spend so much time um, answering questions from victims when I can answer those questions and give them extra time to do their work. Yeah, and this is why, um, this is a huge reason why we have Kaylin on here today, because not only is she going to be able to give our students some valuable information about how to stay safe, but she's also going to be able to give us some valuable information during this time as well. And I think one of the biggest things to start out with is um, who exactly can be affected by sexual assault or sexual violence? And that's a good question, Emily. Anyone can be affected by sexual assault or violence. Um, sexual assault knows no race age or gender um, in america 73 every 73 seconds someone is sexually assaulted um, that's a staggering number we have a lot of victims out there obviously um, we knew we know that eight out of ten sexual assault victims though um, are perpetrated by someone the victim knows so in this we're not fighting to protect people from strangers on the street um, we're off honestly trying to protect them from people that they know and even their own family 
Well, that is so crazy. And here, you know, at Sullivan, we we have people not only coming to our school, um, you know, that live in our area, but we also have people in our residence halls, you know, f- with friends and people that come and visit. So what what can students do to stay safe while they're on campus? Right. So my number one suggestion to everyone is just staying alert. Um, it's the simplest thing to do. Just make sure that you're paying attention. Um, you don't have to be afraid to be out and about, um, but make sure that you're aware of where you're going and who you're going with. Um, if from campus to your dorm or, you know, let's say you're even walking around town, if you can have a friend go with you so you're not alone, um, that's always a great option. If that's not an option and you're on campus, you know, having your public safety escort you to where you're going after dark um, is always a great option. I know that I used that when I was in college. Um, it's a little awkward at first, but they do keep you safe, and that's what they're there for. Um, if you are alone, make sure that you only wear headphones in one of your ears so that you can hear what's going on around you. Um, we don't want to not be able to hear someone walking up behind us. So making sure that you only have it in one ear is important. Um, my next suggestion is to always have a plan B. Um, if something were to happen to your phone, make sure that you know some phone numbers. You have them memorized. I know that's not something that we do in this day and age anymore is memorize phone numbers. Um, but having a few phone numbers of, say, your mom or dad or a friend memorized so that you can call for help if something happens to your phone um, is really going to help. Um, when you're in your dorm and you're sleeping, make sure that your doors are locked and things are secured. Doors and windows, um, don't leave those open at night. You know, no matter where you live, you could live in, you know, somewhere that you think is super, super safe. Um, just make sure those things are, are locked. Um, if you're walking into your dorm and you see someone that's allowing other people to come into your dorm, um, and let's say they're not signing in, make sure that you tell security that's what they're there for. Um, when they're out in social settings, um, make sure that you're protecting your drinks. You know, don't leave drinks unattended for any reason. You know, make sure that you're watching your drink being made so that you know what's in it. And just be a good friend and trust your instinct. If something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. It's always okay to lie in order to get out of a situation safely. Um, and lastly, just always remember you're never required to stay in a situation that makes you uncomfortable or threatened. Um, do what you have to do to get yourself out. And I think that this is really important because, I mean, how many times have we all been like walking down the street and we just pop our earbuds in and we don't even think about, you know, our surroundings or we're just trying to get somewhere quickly. And I also just thought about the use of, um, the, the apps on our phones and, and what your opinion is on like, you know, that I know that the iPhones, you can press your lock button five times and it'll, you know, alert that there's an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, are these things that can be like really helpful to people and beneficial to use in, in times like these? Yes, of course. That's especially when you don't have a friend who can walk with you, or even if you do have a friend who can walk with you, you know, if you're walking in the city at night, you know, you don't know who you're going to run into. Um, or what's going to happen. Um, but also keep in mind, that's one of those things, like, do those things work? Yes. And should you keep them on when you're, you know, walking in a city at night alone? Yes. But also that only two out of 10 people are going to be attacked or, you know, sexually assaulted by someone they don't know. Um, more than likely, you're, if something's going to happen to you, it's going to be by someone that you know, whether an acquaintance or a family member. Um, so those things obviously probably wouldn't work as well in 
a situation like that because you're not going to feel unsafe per se with a family member or an acquaintance that you know. Yeah. So that really brings us into our next thing is since we are so quarantined, I mean, we're at home and, and we're spending all of our time there right now. Um, Mm -hmm. What can students do if they're experiencing sexual assault or sexual violence in their home during our quarantine? Right. Um, So, yeah, we're going through some tough times right now. Um, And those who are experiencing sexual assault or violence during this time um, are at an increased risk of harm because of the statistics. Um, Isolation is one of the key components of violence and sexual assault. Um, And being at home during this time where our job is to isolate with your abuser in your home is um, obviously going to put some strain on a person. Um, Our safe places like school, work, community centers aren't open for people to find comfort in. So we have to work on finding comfort inside of our own home. Um, So so the keys to making it through this time is to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Um, I am not a person who loves the word self-care. I hate when people tell me to practice self-care. It's never been something that I enjoy doing or enjoy practicing. Um, But make sure you're practicing your Um, (laughs) self-care. Find those things that bring you joy and comfort, whether that's sleeping extra, if that's going on a walk, painting, coloring, um, just taking a bath or cooking. Um, Make sure you're finding something that you can release your energy, release those tensions every day so that you feel better. Um, And then just try to stay connected to the community you had before quarantine. Um, You know, call your friends if you're having a hard time, you know, um, or even if you're not having a hard time, making sure that you're keeping in touch with those people who were there for you before quarantine. Make sure that they're still there for you now. Um, You know, if you're actively experiencing sexual assault during this time, um, then know that advocates are still available. Um, My work does not stop because we're in quarantine. Um, I may be doing it from home, but I'm, I'm still working and we're still working to provide the services that people need. Um, you know, call your local sexual assault center or you can even reach out to the National Sexual Assault Center. Um, and if you're actively in the moment, you know, experiencing sexual assault, call the police and let us help you find a safe place to go. That's our job. Um, and we are more than willing to do our job even during this time. Um, lastly, and probably the most important thing, um, is to work on improving your safety where you are. You know, if you don't feel comfortable calling the police or you can't get out for whatever reason, make sure that you're safety planning for yourself um, inside of your home. So if you need help developing that safety plan, then reaching out to those crisis lines for help is going to be um, the biggest thing you could do. Um, but some tips that I have for people are, you know, keep in mind to avoid danger zones. We call them danger zones in your house. Um, Things where there are hard surfaces, like bathrooms and kitchens, are not places you want to be during heightened times of danger. So if there is actual violence occurring in your home in that moment, make sure you're staying out of the bathrooms and kitchens because that's where you find knives. Um, You can hit your head on those hard surfaces. Um, You know, go to a bedroom, um, stay in the living room, you know, make sure that there's an exit between you and whoever, you know, is hurting you. Um, One of the things that we used to practice with Um, children is to have a code word so this looks a little differently obviously for college students but if you have a family member or a friend who you can call at any moment and say you know give them a random phrase like hey let's order pizza and they know that that means that I need help so you may not be able to call the police because it's unsafe 
But if you can call a friend and just randomly ask them, let's order some pizza, then they know that, okay, that's not normal. I'm going to now call the police and they, you know, send them to wherever she is. Okay. Um, or he is, I apologize. Um, so, and then make sure that, you know, we are still allowed to leave the house. You know, you can go for walks. You can do those things, you know, have an excuse for leaving the house to give yourself time to breathe. Whether that's going to the grocery store because you need milk or you just need to get some fresh air and go on a walk. Um, you know, if you're staying inside of your house, you can lock your bedroom door or put something heavy in front of it at night to, you know, protect yourself from the person who's hurting you. Uh, And if that's not an option, then sleeping in a more public place like your living room, um, is going to provide you some extra protection against that person because they're more than likely if they're, if it's only the two of you in the house, it may not work, but if there's other people in the house, then hopefully they're not going to you know, hurt you in front of other people in that public place. And those are some extremely valuable tips and tricks. Um, We also want to remind you guys really quick that in our newsletter, we did provide you guys with a list of all the sexual assault centers that we have in our area um, in the state of Kentucky. So make sure you check out your newsletter as well Um, to kind of go in a little bit of a different direction. We want to really focus on advocacy also. Um, What are some things that our students can do to be an advocate while we're still in quarantine? Yeah, of course. Um, So I think the biggest thing is just to be available. You know, um, if a friend is saying, hey, I need your help. Will you help me come up with a code word um, or a phrase and talking to each other about what that means? You know, if I'm calling, you know, Emily and saying, hey, order me a pizza. She needs to know where I live you know, what that means and who she's calling um, so that she can give me the help that I need. And I think just knowing the resources in your area so that, you know, the newsletter that you guys sent out, knowing what's in your area so that if a friend does call you, that you can help to get them what they need because they may not be able to research the local sexual assault center because that's, that's dangerous. If someone's monitoring their computer or their phone, then and they start searching sexual assault centers then that person's probably not going to let them get where they need to be, or they're going to be in more danger for doing that. Um, so having that list or being able to look it up for someone else um, and giving them that number so that it's safe for them um, is, is a great way to be an advocate during this time. Perfect. Um, so when we're finally able to get out of our house and actually um, live our lives in the world again, what are some things that we can do to continue our advocacy after quarantine? Right. And this is where we get excited. Um, it's because, you know, <laughs> looking into volunteering at those sexual assault centers, um, a lot of shelters rely solely on volunteers to do their work. There are very few actual paid people who work there. Um, and so without the volunteers, they can't do the hospital advocacy that I used to do or the crisis line advocacy that I used to do. Um, those things are ran at a lot of shelters by volunteers. So go get that training, you know, volunteer once a week or once a month even um, just to give them some help, some relief so that they have people on those lines 24 seven, like we want them to be. Um, Something that's really cool to look up and then anyone can look up is um, a green dot is what we call it. It's a green dot training. And this, this work is to help people to become an active bystander. Um, And so what we mean by that is like, if I see a person, you know, on the street and she's getting, you know, drug into a truck, I'm not just going to sit and watch. Either I can step in and say, hey, what's going on? Um, I can get someone else to help me. 
Or I call the police. I'm not just going to let that person leave because that's not normal. It's not normal for people to be drug into trucks, um, you know, or even if it's a husband and a wife, let's say, and they're arguing and it's getting escalated and she or he raises a fist to the other, you know, stepping in and saying, hey, is there something I can do to help or are you all okay? Is there someone I can, you know, call for you? Um, By doing those things, you could simply be saving a life. Um, They're not going to come after you for asking they're probably going to be shocked that you've asked and maybe they're going to forget why they were mad or you know those types of things or just call the police if you're not comfortable stepping in which you don't have to be and that's totally fine but calling the police and saying hey i saw this man and a woman they're in this truck here's the license plate (coughs) sorry um here's the license plate we can look up where that license plate belongs to and we can go and we can check in on those people to make sure everything's okay um, you never know how, you know, whose life you're saving, um, by just stepping in and saying something. And those are amazing tips. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah. Kaylin, Emily, thank you all so much for being with us today, for offering such valuable information to our students regarding sexual awareness. Um, you know, I think that the information, you know, Kaylin, especially that you've provided, you know, is so meaningful for not only our students, but for staff, faculty, for just anyone, you know, any citizen, um, this is really good information to have, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and like we said in the beginning, uh, you know, Sullivan University is dedicated to providing a safe and secure environment for our students and, you know, to remind you in closing that if you ever need to speak with someone, you know, never hesitate to contact, you know, either the counseling services or public safety or anyone in student services, or it could be a faculty or any staff, you know, um, to know that we're here for you, um, that there is someone that is all, you know, this is a safe place and we're here to help you um, if you are going through a troubled time or if you know someone who is. So again, thank you both for being with us. Um, I really enjoyed the talk and um, have a great day and stay safe and healthy. Awesome. Thank, thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. You too.